Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. Last week we left off talking about the necessity of change. And we were in Luke 11 and 24. But before we move forward, let's dig a little deeper into how to truly experience the fullness of our life in Christ. Because it is true, based on 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter and 17th verse, that therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And that is true. Praise God. And we know that when it talks about man, it means mankind. The Bible is referring to mankind, man, woman, boy, girl, whoever comes to Christ, we are a new creature. And all things are new because our new spiritual DNA, based on Jesus indwelling our spirit, is on the inside. And we grow into that newness by grace and by faith, believing God. And what Jesus says in his word and obeying it, even if we don't always understand it. And we need to begin to trust and believe God to be right. For example, um, even with our natural parents, we had to trust our parents to be right, even though they weren't always 100 percent. Because, of course, now they're human, they're fallible, and we're, we're dealing with um, Humanists. I mean, we're prone to mistakes. We're limited in our knowledge and our understanding. But remember, when we come to Christ, we're dealing with God who is perfect and all wise, all knowing and unfailing, unfaltering, praise God. And he understands all things. Therefore, we can trust and believe him to be right when it comes to our lives as a father in our new life in Christ. Praise God. And that said, last week we also talked about putting off the old man and his deeds, uh, the old thoughts and behaviors, and to be renewed in the spirit of our mind by acting on the word that we read and learning how to live as we act on the word. And as we do that, we're beginning to put on Christ and a transformation begins to take place. We begin to take on the characteristics of our new father. And that's why there's an emphasis when we come to the Lord on spending time with him, spending time with Jesus in prayer, cultivating a relationship. And prayer is simply getting used to talking to God, to, to, um, to talking to him as our new father and learning to listen to him, learning his voice. Because we can't have any kind of relationship without communication with a person. For example, for example, since we're new, let's look at it like this. Just like a baby, we start off as babes in Christ, correct? And babes learn to listen to their parents' voice. They learn their parents' voice, excuse me. 
And it begins, they begin to recognize when they're near or when they're in the room because they distinguish their parents' voice from other people's voice. They learn to do that. And they even respond to their parents differently than they respond to other people, especially a stranger. You ever notice that? And it's like that with us. That's why it's important to take time with the Lord. Because Jesus himself said that my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. And just like our biological parents, likewise, we learn to recognize when Jesus is talking to him. And we begin to differentiate (laughs) between his voice versus Satan's. Which is why it's also important that when we spend time with the Lord, talking to him and learning his voice, listening to him, that we need to bring our Bible because we, it helps us identify God's voice versus the words of the world, which he separated, separated us from once we came to Christ, uh, identifying his voice versus other people, and again, identifying his voice versus Satan's. We also need to know that when we do this, once we came to Christ, A separation process took place, of course, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. A sanctification process took place, if I could put it like that. And the the Lord lets us know that in his word. He says in John 17, the 17th chapter of John, where he was talking to his father, and he said to sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so that separation uh, process has taken place and and it begins to manifest more. Sanctification meaning a setting apart from the world to God. A setting apart to himself now as his child. And so as we read, we become familiar with whether or not uh, it sounds like something our father would say or not. Just like if we we heard from um, one of our friends, one of our friends tried to tell us something. Let me put put it like that. And we know that's not something that our father or mother would say. It's the same thing with God. So when we read his word, we begin to familiarize ourselves with what he would say and what he, what he would not say. Praise God. Not only do we learn his voice and, and begin to differentiate and become more close and intimate with him, we, we learn our Heavenly Father's heart and mind concerning how we're to conduct ourselves and live and to get to know His heart and His will for us, His desires, and to receive instruction and direction and wisdom concerning matters of this new life on a day-to-day. Praise God. Amen. So it's important to, to take that time in the Word of God. It's necessary to go through the change because what can happen is what we were talking about last week in Luke, the 11th chapter, the 24th verse. And I want you to note the passage just before that talks about Jesus casting out a demon. And he refers to when a strong man is armed and keepeth his palace, palace, and, and I'm reading verse 21, excuse me, verse 21, his goods are in peace, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh away from him all his armor, wherein he trusted, and divided his spoils. So the armor that he trusts in is his power that he trusts in. 
the strong what the strong man that was in that house trusted in. Let me put it like that. But a stronger man has come, and this stronger man is Jesus. Let's go on to verse 24. And it says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Swept and garnished meaning decorated and set in order. Then he goeth and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. And as I said last week, this short passage here is, is referring to the worthlessness of self-reform. Self-reform, trying to live this life without the word of God. Trying to live this life on our own, leaning to our own understanding. And that brings me to the next point. When we do that, if we don't take time and fill our house, fill our hearts and our minds with the word of God, what can happen is a few things. The enemy can try and re-enter in. We have nothing to stand on. We have no basis of which to fight him from if we don't have the word of God in him. And all we're left with is our old reference point. We have no reference point if we don't read the word of God. Praise God. And the enemy, he doesn't have, he doesn't have any more rights. Once Jesus enters in and indwells there, we need to feed the spirit man because we've been redeemed. We've been redeemed by Jesus' blood. We've been brought back from the enemy. He redeemed us with his blood when he went to the cross. I don't know if some of you remember this, um, but there, there was a time when I was a child, there were certain soda companies that we could take the empty bottle back to the store and redeem it for a nickel. Get a nickel back when we bring the bottle. Now, I know the manufacturer didn't just take those empty bottles and just do away with them. I'm sure they purified them and refilled them. And once Jesus comes to indwell us and buy us back, purchase us back from the enemy, out of the hand of the enemy, the enemy has no more rights to our lives. He has no more rights to oppress us or enter in anymore because the stronger man is there now. And just like... That manufacturer took that bottle and gave us the, the nickel back. He took the empty bottle. What Jesus does, as an example, he takes a life that's been emptied of sin. And like the manufacturer refilled, purified that bottle and refilled it with soda and sold it again, Jesus fills his life up with, he fills his life up in us. He takes the place of that old man, he takes the place of where Satan used to reside and fills us with his life. We've been redeemed with his blood, brought back, praise God. And in order to grow and develop in him, we need to feed on the word of God. We need to take time with the Lord. That's how we fill our house and not be overtaken or duped or under oppression or bondage to the enemy anymore because he has no rights. So we don't want to give the enemy a foothold. It's necessary to change. It's necessary to go through the, the process of change. We don't want to give him any more opportunity to influence our lives. When we talk about a foothold, that means a secure position from which further progress can be made. It's a picture of someone in control or monopolizing, if you can picture it this way, monopolizing a, a market or taking control. 
Okay. The enemy no longer has control of our lives. He no longer has the right to monopolize us. And we need to fill our hearts and our minds with the word of God. Take time with the Lord. Become intimate with him. Develop and cultivate our relationship with him. Because this ought not to be. Jesus has dethroned the devil and unseated him. Praise God. Praise God. Well, well, uh, here we are again. And again, it looks like we're out of time. I thank you again for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. And let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries. P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.